Hello, welcome to Cosplay Confessional. We're here to explore the who's, how's and why's of cosplayers and the hobby that they love. I'm your host, Kisasa Cosplay, a cosplayer with six years of experience. And I'm Dave. I'm a cosplay enthusiast who's never done a cosplay, so zero years for me. Hi everyone, welcome to an episode of Cosplay Confessional. We are back and we are here today with a new guest. We're going to be interviewing today and I'm very excited to actually be part of the interview today. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to be following, uh, I'm going to be channeling Dave today um, with my question asking, but I'm just really excited to go on it and do our first first duo interview. That's right. So without further ado, we'll introduce a fantastic cosplayer. We have the Scandalorian. Welcome to the Cosplay Confessional. (laughs) Oh, did I say that too soon then? Hey, no, go for it. How's it going? (laughs) So we've got you here because what we have noticed over time is that we meet cosplayers who every once in a while there'll be someone who has who has something we go, all right, that's a cool thing. Um, you have some pretty impressive builds. But before we get into those, let's 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 go back to the beginning and let's talk about what got you into cosplay. Absolutely. Uh, so when I was 14, I attended my first event, which was MCM Manchester, which is 2014. And I was standing there in the queue and there was these girls there who were dressed up as like, I think it was Disney princesses that long ago. I can't remember now, but uh, basically they were telling me about cosplay and I was like, oh, why are you dressed up like that? And they were like, it's fun. And they said, if you ever go to an event, go to it. You'll get in costume. Like if you get in costume, you'll have a lot more fun and, Basically, after that, it stayed at the back of my mind until I finished high school when I did my first costume, which was Starkiller from Force Unleashed. And I debuted that at Liverpool Comic Con, I think that was 2016, before I had the swap over to Monopoly uh, when MCM was still in there. But yeah, I, I had fun. I had a bit of a laugh going around and it was weird how many people i met then at that comic-con that i'm really good friends with now when i was very very self-conscious and like i didn't know anybody it was the first time i was pretty daunting but the the welcome of that community starts to be going oh, this is perfect it's like i really enjoy this and um i continued sorting costumes out until i decided you know what i'm gonna try and enter in the competition and the first big costume i ever did um that before that i was doing like different variations of star killer with different little bits and um i did a lesson from the witcher and that was yeah, a big scene that it's amazing yeah. yeah i honestly it was it was really fun but i had no prior training on the <laughs> it was literally a winger let's get the oh my on, god the i was on. literally i wanted to ask you about this to be fair the practicalities of it because i've seen i've i've had a, I'm not going to lie, I've Instagram stalked you. And I was going to say, I can't even imagine trying to navigate a con on stilts. Like, how, I, how do you do it? And so the best way I can describe it is when you do walk on it. People always think, say this is your foot, it's your ankle that you're walking on. Yeah. It's not. Your ankle's in one place and there's a support up by your knee. So when right. you're walking, you're hitting the floor and basically leaning forward into the next step and the next step. Okay. And... It, it's 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 like you gotta re- go have your balance and all that, but you're basically leaning forwards with every every like step, uh, just making sure that you're not gonna lean too far and fall over. Just make sure your foot's there to save you. Has it happened? Have you fallen over? I was gonna say, have you ever? <laughs> so 
going back to the lesson story, um, I've fallen over twice. Oh. One when I was um, quite recently. Going. Yeah, for the years I'm doing it, it's not that bad. Um, the first time I did it, I was walking past uh, Doug Cockle, who played Geralt Rivia. Oh. So I was in my lesson costume, and um, basically I took a few steps, and it must have been like a, a sort of... You know the wires they pull across the ground and then yeah, they've got the yeah. little supports on top. So basically I went over that and I started falling and my mum's caught me. I go, Mum, mum, you're drinking me, dragging me down, you're dragging me down. <laughs> so I didn't fall fully, but she had to just push me all the way back up onto um back onto my legs. So I could what stand. a hero. Bless her. Yeah. Oh, um and the second time it was raining, pitch black and dark. Somebody decided to put these um these like picnic tables on a walkway where I was going past and I clipped it. And I f- that was the first time I fell down fully. Luckily, <sighs> never got injured. But I. How was, was... the costume? Did the costume survive? <laughs> oh, the costume survived, yeah. Surprisingly Brilliant. enough. Important. <laughs> Important. Like, all it was was rags in my pumpkin head. There wasn't no. anything special, <laughs> but I'm, I was more concerned about the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. That's not the only. Yeah. That's the only. Not the only costume you've got on stills, is it? You've got. I mean, I was going through, and you've got a a, a few that are quite tall. <laughs> See, this is me thinking face because I have to think how many I've got now that I was still. So um, the easiest way to put it, I've got Pimp the Pumpkin. I've got Conchu. I've got. No, it's just Pimp the Pumpkin and Conchu right now. Do you not do like a but... like a Wookie. Oh, yes, the Wookiee uh, Jakara. Yeah, that's I've, the third one. My yeah. stalking was thorough. <laughs> you know what? It's paid off. It's really paid off. <laughs> but yeah, Jakara um, and all that. But the the fun fact about the Jakara costume is it's a ruby suit. So I bought it off Facebook Marketplace and we went to Avacon Fabrics and basically got um, carpet, like a really fluffy carpet, split it in two, added extensions. From the spare fair that we took off another mask, um, I was able to basically interweave it and make it look like it's got more, you know, definition to the legs instead of it being like wookie hair. Okay. Carpet. Yeah, yeah. But I um, mean it looks yeah, amazing. That, so oh, I'm impressed if that's carpet, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. It's um honestly some of the costumes are done, it's it's really fun, but I found the issue of storing it now. I've got to be so careful and where oh I'm taking God, it. Oh my god, I bet. Yeah. Where do you even put them? Because we were talking a few weeks ago, and mine are like in little boxes in my garage, but I don't imagine you can do that the size of some of yours. <laughs> so looking around my room right now, I've got a proton pack on the floor. I've got a basically all my costumes are scattered around the house, but the main storage <laughs> is the conservatory. Me power armor from Fallout. That's in my grandma's right now. Oh, <laughs> so I could just I'm I just imagining I'm just imagining this grandma just putting on the power armor and just being like, yeah, I'm a badass. Just walking around <laughs> her house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I am um, I have my girlfriend's um nan put on Conchu's head because I stayed when I was going to Comic Con stayed over. <laughs> and it just looked like Nana Conchu. <laughs> nice. Nice. The the Conchu one is is it's very I mean, they're all very impressive. I, I as someone who does not cosplay and couldn't craft a thing, seeing costumes like that, I'm like, okay, I don't even know where to start. But the Conchu one is 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 significant, right? Like that is a mm. that's a big one. Um Am I thinking you've won awards with that one? Yeah. I entered into Liverpool Comic Con's competition for quite a few years, so from like when I started all the way through, so I entered um me Starkiller, me Leshen, and then I think I 
skipped a few years because I quit for a little while. And I entered Kiryanufa when I was in college, which was two years back, which was a big blue one, big wings and a massive hammer, which is behind there. Um, and then Konshu, which is like years and years on, like every competition I'd make something to go. And it became a bit of a yearly tradition to make something new and challenge myself. And I, I honestly wasn't expecting it, but with the fact that I'd finished it two weeks after Moon Knight finished, wow. yeah. um, they were very impressed with it. That and is especially quick. That's quick work. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole process of it was getting the pictures from the show, um, screenshotting it and drawing little template lines over it, printing the templates off and then just eyeballing how the bird skull comes together and everything. But it was it it was two weeks uh, like after Moon Knight had finished. But the production of it mainly was a, about three months. But that's scattered in between, like having to go to college or yeah. taking yeah. a break and stuff like that. Because yeah. um, contrary to popular belief, I am not a machine. <laughs> <laughs> what I like though, as as someone who who I, I mean, we've spoken about this at length about the fact that I can't sew buttons. So the idea of building a costume, whenever I know I meet someone who 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 does build and and can do that, it always feels like it sounds effortless. Like I know it's not. I know logically it's not, oh, and it's yeah. a lot of work, right? But it always sounds like I hey, check this thing out. I did this thing, and bam, here's this amazing costume. And to to my brain, which doesn't have any idea of what actually goes into the creation. I'm just like, right. So you, you think of the costume and then you wake up and a thing has built. How does, where, <laughs> how does that happen? So that's always what I find really, really interesting to hear people say like, Oh yeah, it took me just this much time from start to finish. I'm thinking how, how nuts. So um, I'll let you in a little bit of a crafter secret. We want to like say, Oh, it's day one. It's happening just to make sure you decide to have a little go of a go over yourself and go, oh, yeah, I could do this in one day. I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> we're baiting people. But honestly, the amount of nights I have spent head and hands on Cosplay Crunch is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Completely freaking out, like, oh, it's not going to be done in time or, like, the week before I've yeah. got to do this. And I was like, nah, like, Star Wars Celebration was the worst for it. The Wookiee was made literally the day that i was like the first costume try on was the day before i left for going down to london wow um but honestly as as you say it's not effortless at all like the amount of time and effort it takes to make some of these some people's capabilities may be like oh i can do it in a day or something like that depending on the prop um myself i've got disability i've got a uh, dyslexia and dyspraxia and my coordination my hands pretty rough so i'm lucky that i've been able to do this but yeah. um everybody's a bit different like i've got made to knock off like um like a prop within two hours or a day and Jeez. other people just like 3d printing's amazing go to sleep hope it's not spaghetti in the morning yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's there's tons of ways that you could make a costume and make props for that costume as well Awesome. So would you say that, like you said, that it was like three months then for the mm. for the conch you want? Is that kind of like your average? Would you say for how long it takes you to make an outfit, or it, it's like... dependence? Um, throughout that, that was a lot of college. So it, I have a a thing where I'll make some, I'll start something and then I'll drop it for a while and then I'll make something again. And I have to see something that really you know proper gets it in my brain to actually start crafting again. So. 
to make a costume icon shoot take me three months for the fallout power armor i was lucky um i got the basically the chest piece that goes over in the helmet was painted but it was a bad paint and was in bits so i had to repair it and then all it was was the armor so it only took me a month or two just to get that done mm-hmm. but it's it depends every day life day life and everything in between going yeah. to events yeah. So it it can be knocked out within a month or a week or whatever. It just depends what what effort I've got and my mindset to do it. Can I ask that power armor? Because I'm a I'm a big Fallout fan. So when I saw that you built that, I was like, I need to know more about this. Um, what is that made from? What's the material you used to build that? It's EVA foam. So really? basically, the chest piece um, is made from. You know the phone with the bits in the back? Jigsaw phone's the best to describe it. because Yeah, it's like, it's like floor matting, kind okay. of. Yeah, yeah, like floor mat, that's it, yeah. Um, so the chest piece is made from that with different cuts and rivets in it. The arms and the legs, I think I used a bit of that. And I use a company called Tigris, who sell different grades of EVA foam. So it's... The majority of it's a mixture between fine cut foam from the company and getting stuff from Halfords. Um, but the legs, the feet, uh, I've done it recently on my Badmore costume. Basically, it's rivets from the uh, jigsaw piece because you rip it off and there's like little jigsaw cutouts. That's all on the bottom, just as tracks. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so smart. I never, um, I, I can never use those bits for anything. So I'm like, fair play. Yeah, instead of throwing <laughs> it out, just use it on like, you could make a chainsaw out of it. You yeah. could make like just boots. It's, it's absolutely perfect. Wow. I'm really stingy when I throw it away foam. So I always make a <laughs> use of something. I've got a few of those squares in my living room. My kids use them to play Lego on. Absolutely. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm taking come on, them Dave. First cosplay, armor build. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that? You go. My first cosplay is a full set of power armor. I'll tell you about <laughs> You took, what, I mean, it's a three months for conscious. So if you give me, I don't know, three, three to four years maybe i maybe i'll give it a go and that's and that's being generous to myself because oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no the the fall armor is like, absolutely awesome i was meant to be going to an event on saturday and that but i'm unfortunately not able to get there now so it's just gonna sit in the um, storage for a little while longer before i decide to get it out again you have to get it back from your grand first <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she won't want to get it back i'm not getting that's it, back it. once he's in it yeah <laughs> So you mentioned you mentioned taking a break from cosplay and then yeah, coming back yeah. into it. So what I, you mentioned everyday life, life gets in the way of everything, but like what what brought you back into it? So if I can remember correctly, I joined a group called Imperial Order 66, which had been in for a while. Um, you, I think you met them briefly at the Comic-Con that you were at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think the fact that I've known friends in there and I decided, you know what, I, I met up with them as I did Conchu and got speaking to Steve who owns it and Dexy who runs it with him as well and I just decided, you know what, I'll get back in the saddle a little bit here and start, you know, getting back into myself because I went through a bit of a period where I was like, I can't be bothered anymore hmm. and like, doing that, getting back into costumes probably been the best thing I've done because it helped me through college, it's helped me out with my mental health and everything so I'm, I'm really glad to help compared to where i've been within the past what six seven years to where i am now it's like i look back at the pictures and I'm like no nah, that's not me <laughs> yeah but we all start somewhere and we all you know we all need a little bit of a break every once in a while yeah and i think that was something that i really needed for a while yeah but yeah i um, i can show you something new though 
Always oh, wanted to Do you want to see something new? Uh, it's yeah. a whole new post on being scrambled. But I've got an exclusive. <laughs> a little bit of an exclusive for you. Um, in fact, I'll reveal it fully. I'm actually doing a predator suit. Nice. Um, Amazing. I made some mine. Um, he runs my size. He's actually selling me a predator suit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's at the moment I'm getting different gauntlets. So this oh, is pretty so cool. printed. Oh wow! From a guy in in St. Helens just saw it on Facebook Marketplace. This is another thing. Facebook Marketplace, absolutely incredible for getting stuff. Um, but it's 3D printed, and I've got to heat bend it out a little bit because when I got the costume on, it won't fit. But I'm absolutely loving loving the fact it's just Predator. I've been wanting to do it for years. Uh, this is the only part of the costume I've got right now until the 17th. <laughs> but yeah, 3D prints, perfect. That is amazing. So, so is that like the... If there was a dream cosplay, like, is this it and you've fulfilled it now? Or is there another one out there where you're like, this is the one that I want to do? This is one of the dream costumes. In my head, there's about 50 million costumes that I want to <laughs> do. Um, I can name the top five right now that I will get. A, like, a, It's a goal, more of a dream. Um, Megatron, Predator, That's... which I'm getting done now. Um, what is it? Megatron, Davy Jones... A mind flyer from D and D. Nice. I'd love to own a T Rex costume one day. <laughs> really would like to own a T Rex costume one day. What um, do you mean, like an inflatable T Rex or what? No, <laughs> they, they cost dozens, and they're basically what you see in like Jurassic Park shows and all that. And oh, okay, you, you like get in it, and it's all over the top of you. Yeah, I'd love wow, one okay. of them one day. But Megatron is one of the ones on the cards for next year, and nice. Alien Xenomorph as well. Oh, cool. That would be very cool. Yeah. Another so one for stilts. And well, Alien and Predator, then you'd have covered both bases, so. Yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. But the only thing is, I'd have to get someone to wear me Predator suits. Yeah, because you need to, yeah. You can't be both at once, unfortunately. So, David, you can get in it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, did you First make cosplay. that? Nope. Just, just borrowing it for the day, just trying it out. <laughs> I don't know, I just found it on the floor somewhere. Sad. you know what, I'll put that on. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's a big thing. Like, the idea of the sort of daunting cosplays you know i think people see uh people who have got really elaborate really uh really detailed and really thought out cosplays and people kind of go oh well if that's cosplay then maybe maybe it's not for me but i guess it's that it's making it clear that cosplay is what you make it to be and if you're someone who wants to build something then you build something and if you're someone who wants to you know you mentioned a number of like closet cosplays, not the ones that you can build from things that you've already got and ways that you can sort of new iterations of characters and stuff. And knowing that there's those, that kind of, that kind of spectrum of cosplay from I've put on this particular t-shirt and it's a comfy version of this character, or I have built this full Xenomorph costume (laughs) complete with fiberglass head. So it's, (laughs) yeah. Knowing that there's that, that, that level of, of difference, I think is what's quite cool and what I hope people understand so that they don't say it's too complicated because it doesn't have to be like, I don't, I don't do it partly because I'm, I'm lazy as much as anything else. Like I could do some easy cosplays at some point. I'm sure I could. I just haven't. So that's my, that's my blocker is, uh, you know, laziness. Yeah, no, I, I have massive disorder with that. Like, I, I'd sit and do not an all day, honestly. It's, it's bad. I've got a costume to finish for the seven, if it's the 22nd, I think it is. I've got Sweet Tooth the Clown to do, wow. which is going to October, uh, which is a small costume, like, but the Bad Moor one, which I've just done, was a, a bit of a, 
okay, I'll get this done. I just thought this, but going back to what you're saying with the buying costumes, I've just got my girlfriend into her cosplay. She's been corrupted now, um, <laughs> but she's bought really, really good costumes for well, the cheap, but the cheaper compared to what other stuff is like. Yeah. She's got herself a Wanda from Amazon, got a Jester from Amazon. I think she's got a Raven as well, which is really good as well. Cool. So she's starting to, you know, look at different costumes, and she she doesn't seem that bothered, like that she bought her costumes and i don't think anybody should neither cosplay is cosplay because it's literally uh, an escape and being somebody else for a day or two and i think that's the most important part forget anybody that's saying oh go oh, go crafty like you gotta craft costumes and all that um if you want to make something if you feel like you got that creative spark if you want to learn something different then go for it absolutely like there's tons and tons of you know photos videos on youtube massive books as well that you can get online that'll teach you everything you need to know and if you need to know something just go up to somebody if they seem friendly enough and they've made a costume go ask them about it and you know if you can learn something a bit different from that which i have in the past um it's perfect i i i bought i buy costumes all the time as i, as I said um the predator which is I'm about to buy but i bought a Gears of War costume, which is the big chess piece, which was made by Anthony Lennon, and I didn't know this at the time, but I got to, I've looked at the intricate details and I've learned how to um, deconstruct that to how, how to improve my own work and everything. That's so cool. that's, I always keep an eye out for it, like, see it as a little bit of an investment that, oh, I can learn out of this while also looking cool in this. Yeah, like you can help that to teach you a new skill. That's cool. Because I was exactly going to ask it, this, yeah. actually. Obviously, like, you do your big armor builds and, like, a lot of foam work and stuff. How how did you start with that? Like, how did you how did you learn it? Like, I, I've nothing like yours, but I've I've have a armor build. Um, I did Honey from Big Hero 6. Um, so it's like a chest plate and a helmet. And I, I, I was I, your... I did Instagram stalk you a little bit as well. <laughs> I so did, I, I was going to say this at the beginning. Your costumes are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> also, very random. Do you Did you know we've actually met before? <laughs> Secret con? Because after I'd stalked you, then I was like, this Conchu cosplay is really familiar. And Chester Comic Con, I was there. And there's a photo of us oh, no together. Way. But yeah, I was like, small world. I was oh, Kaylee. Oh, no, no way. Um, Dude, Chester Comic Con has been my favourite event to go to for a very long time. It was my first ever time there. Well, we were all there, actually. So yeah. it was like a little pre pre-podcast like oh yeah i was there that's when we met yeah that's what i'm saying you were there so oh man yeah. i wish i was in that photograph that'd have been so cool and that would have been really cool oh, to be fair but yeah it's literally it's it's me you and then there was like a spider-man cosplay i'll have to send you the photo yeah yeah um but, oh that is that is just insane how nutty is that i know that's what it's, i thought fully I derailed so many people i don't realize i've met them <laughs> well to be fair to both of us like you probably can barely see i could not see your face that's my <laughs> excuse and i'm sticking to it um but it was an amazing costume so clearly that i went up to you because i thought it was super cool so yeah that's oh, just no, a I appreciate it. Um, small world thing um, but anyway totally derailed but yes what i was saying was how did you how did you start with your armor because i was fully youtube all the way was my like oracle for it so I'm going to tell you something different as well while I'm answering this. But, this is um, fine. 
Because <laughs> uh, when you were saying about the site there, I'll just get this out the way quickly. The site in Konshu is literally that. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't see. You can only see through the sides. So that's the way. Um, as for starting with costumes and armor, um, my mum is a design technology te- design technology teacher. Is that yeah, how you yeah. say it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she actually taught me through high school, and I said to mum, "Let's can you show me how to do this?" Because she, you know. She teaches kids how to cut stuff and all that. Yeah. So she taught me how to make armor, and I've learned a lot from that. If there's been something that I've been a bit struggling on, she'll come. I'll say, "Mum, can you come here a second? Show me how to do this." <laughs> and she'll come and help me, which is I, I love my mum's death. She's been an absolute inspiration with a lot of things in my life, and she's me obviously love her. Yeah. And she's taught me quite a lot, and from that, I've been able to teach her stuff that I've learned as well, that she's oh, been able to crazy. go and, you know, teach in her schools, which has been, yeah. you know, it's a blessing in disguise, but that's how yeah. I started, and I think I've seen videos online. I'll have to look and see what... We, I can't remember my first costumes. Um, all I know is, I think my first major our mum was Kiri Nufa, because mm-hmm. um, the Mandalorian before that was, um, fa- I think it was vacuum phones, which I bought. The Mandalorian was all bought that, uh, but repainted. But yeah, the phone work, it was just, it was a bit of a headache learning something new, but taking off of the YouTube videos and making like the boots and the arms and everything. And the wings were an absolute nightmare. Honestly, yeah. wings are terrible. Oh. <laughs> Buy them, don't make them yourself. <laughs> Noted. Um, but yeah, no, it's. As I said, the YouTube videos and the different books that I've seen online and different speaking to other creators and everything has really helped me out quite a bit with um, you know, doing my costumes and stuff like that. It's it's a, a whole as as you know probably know yourself, it's a whole curve to get around when you're starting to make stuff and seeing what yeah. works best for you, what materials work best for you. But at the end of the day, if it if you've got a way that works, do it your way. If somebody else has got an idea that makes it a whole lot easier, then go for that as well. Um, I mean, with rivets and little details, I was watching Kumai cosplay the other day. Yeah, yeah. And she was showing different Dremels. So diff- some of the techniques that i already been, you know, implementing and using, but basically uh, it's a specific Dremel tip that makes it look like, you know, beaten up armor. Okay. Whereas in the past, I'd use cotton wool buds, this paint and um, okay, yeah. metal uh, to basically hammer it in with a paintbrush and make sure it like looks like it's being hammered in. But is this yeah. just carved into the the metal? Okay, wow. So there's tons YouTube of things. Is a godsend. Yeah, honestly. And mums are a godsend. My mum also taught me to sew, so she was my like shout out to the mums. Yeah. Shout out to the, the moms for helping with the cosplay journeys. That's it. I got the head cannon now. Like, head cannon is hey. your, your grand is sitting at home, get a tea, full power armor, and your mom walks that's in that's wearing it. the power armor that she's built herself too. And then there's a there's a bonding moment there, wearing power having armor. Having grown up it. with me having grown up with me grand that would not surprise me one bit. She's got a new um a new little electric scooter and don't go to B and Q when she's there. <laughs> Danger grand. So Danger Grand. Well, we're talking about we talk about community a lot, and we talk about sort of the the other cosplayers. And you, you, know, you mentioned if someone's in a costume, go up and ask them about it. And I think that when my experience is, I've never really had anybody. I've never had anybody who I've wanted to talk to about their costume say no, don't ask me, because people put that kind of effort and that kind of love into it, and they kind of want to share that with people and talk about it, right? Um, 
So what, what do you think that's, where do you think the kind of importance, like building the costumes is, is one thing, you know, wearing them to a con is, is another, where does that community sit for you? How important is that in making the costumes that you do? For me, it's making the costumes is important for me and not to, and maybe to make people smile, but it's more for me as a challenge. However, me turning up to events and doing these things, I like, I'm a social butterfly, as everybody tells me. I, I talk to everybody and everything about costume. And the community for me is we're all geeks. We've all got our own little likes, our quirks, and everything. And I've met plenty of people through that time where I've just clicked on instantly or I've seen something that they're wearing. Like, oh, I've seen that show, boss. Uh, I've gotten in full conversations and even the people that come to Comic-Cons and are not a part of the community and they're just there to go see the guests or go see the cosplayers. A lot of the time I see people there that are there just to see the characters out in the balls. And a lot of the time, I don't think they know that we're, we call ourselves cosplayers or costumers. And yet still, it's... It's their favorite characters, or it's their they've seen it on screen or games, and it's in the flesh for them. They can get a photo, and it's, I think the fact that we can all pretty much get involved and I'm trying to word it right basically connect over costume. And even if you cosplay, you don't see by your costume, your craft. I think that's really important for me. and for me, myself, I'm all about promoting people now and, you know, inspiring people to make costumes and props and doing whatever your creative mind, you know, comes out with. I mean, like, literally, one of my biggest inspirations is TV shows and all that, like Mighty Boosh, Northfield, an absolute god of, you know, <laughs> design and madness, and I love that. And I'm really grateful that I've got the skills to actually bring stuff like that into the flesh and be that character for a day. And I think a lot of people do share that same sentiment. Yep. My, my sister who actually did the logo for our show, Humdrum Buzz, Instagram, check her out. She's a huge Mighty Boosh fan. So just, just slide that in there because she did the logo for our show. So I feel like I should mention her. Um, Definitely I... show my old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I saw that as well. Oh, on my okay. Spot. Okay. So cool. I was just like, yes, <laughs> this works. I never see that as a cosplay either. So I was like, fair play. Me neither. It was such a short minute costume. I got a charity shop jacket, literally two pounds. I was like, yeah, that'll work. I was meant to get fishnet stockings online. They didn't arrive, so just <laughs> wear normal fishnets. Literally um, pink scare tutu material with a little pouch sewn into it for the uh, the LED on the crotch. <laughs> but no, it was a proper laugh, that one. I'm going to be doing that again soon. And you mentioned like helping people out and, and supporting the others who are in that community as well. And I think that you've got a an initiative to support cosplayers, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, you're talking about Nerdhead. Yes, I am. Tell me about ah, it. Ah, great. Hey, there we go. So um, basically, Nerdhead Collective is something that I've just started recently. I'm slowly building it, but it is costume competition helping, um, showcases of craft, prop displays, photography. Um, I think there's some other stuff as well. Um, talking cosplay workshops. So mm-hmm. teaching people how to make foams and craft costumes and just having a place where people could come and repair the costumes for the events that we are at. So we're just trying to get ourselves out there, building up slowly but surely, seeing what works, what doesn't. It started because 
well, I've got the costumes here and I've got a good support system around me. And I think I was trying to piece together what I could do over the years to actually, you know, make true on what I'm feeling myself and promoting and actually helping out with Comic Cons. I mean, I've been doing costume judging for years, crafting, all sorts. So I thought, why not? bring a few people under my wing who are interested in what they do and you know the likes of Finn Scouts for Cosplay is actually coming on under me. I'm teaching them how to make foam craft and new costumes and all that. So uh, they'll be girlfriends and I've got another guy called David who does amazing 3D prints and um Force got Northwest 3D prints and LJ LJ events on board as well. So there's there's all sorts of people starting to come together because they feel like you know this is a good idea. I feel great in myself that it's like this all came together. John, who runs LJ, actually gave me the name. And it's the Nerdhead official is the actual... No, Nerdhead Collective is the full name because somebody else has got the trademark. So <laughs> I've got the big one now. <laughs> but no, he helped me come up with the name. We brainstormed it. And um, yeah, it's just all coming together, traveling it, as I said. And just hopefully if this this works the way I really want it to, I really think it's going to have a good little positive impact on the community. And with the friendly members we've got and the other people messaging, just come get involved. I mean, I think we'll have a good little collective together. Hence the collective name. (laughs) That sounds amazing. So is this, so going forward then, this is you guys would be at cons, you'd have like a table and stuff. Is that like how you're envisioging it? So we're in, the way we're going about it is, at the moment, we're going to be asking for if con, con organizers want us in, we give the pitch and we say, look, if you can provide us with a table or two, here's the list of what we can bring per table. You just let us know what you want. It's a matter of networking and making sure that I'm speaking to the right people and the right people are seeing it. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is just, this would be good for an event because we don't have repair stations. And a lot of the times there isn't. Um, no. I don't know if you've seen at comic cons if you've got prop broken you've got to rely on like people who are on the off chance yeah, yeah. i feel like some of the, like the really big ones like you you know the mcms and stuff fine but especially the smaller ones it's just it's not yeah. something that they really think about no i, I think mean, i've I seen one I... like one cosplay repair station i think in the events that i've been to i think yeah. that's the only one well, a few months ago that's the only one i've ever actually seen where they're offering that kind of support to people and the number yeah. of prop failures and wardrobe malfunctions that i've seen for cosplayers and yep. only ima- only imagining how stressful that can be when you put the kind of effort into the costume and all the work to get to the place where you're showcasing that work and then to have that kind of problem um and then not having a- any support around to fix it like it's a- it's amazing to see that to see that changing mm-hmm. well with props breaking i've got an actual funny story about this that was uh i think it was leads unleashed we had a cosplayer dressed as Gandalf and a cosplayer dressed as Saruman. Now, Saruman had, I think it was the Eye of Sauron or something like that. It was the crystal that they used on Lords of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Roast me all you want. I can't remember the names. But um, <laughs> basically, it was a ceramic crystal collectibles. And um, I can see where this is going. <laughs> he's in character the entire time going oh Sarah, i failed you and gandalf gandalf was like him oh we can fix it we can fix it so they start trying to get all the pieces all in character and then i think it was a, a mate of mine but he came over and um 
a Doctor Strange outfit and got the Aya Agamotto out. And just going, <laughs> oh, no, all to the time, why magic? I can't fix it. But uh, there's tons of events and tons of times where you see costumes break, um, Conchu staff, that broke a couple of weeks back. And I had to rely on other cosplayers, luckily, those repair people there. But it's when you break a prop, you're like, oh, no, where am I going to store this if you're in full yeah. costume? You've got no bags. Say you like it's broke over here, your whole storage is in the changes all the way down that arena, and it's too much to carry. And especially people as well, people could stand on it or yeah. try and nick pieces. And just having a place where you can confidently go to, you know, sort yourself out. I mean, rehydrate just a little break area for yeah. cosplayers is just, I think that's you know, it'll do the world a good with that. Yeah, I think it sounds amazing. Do you have like any ideas of what cons you'd be looking to try and get to, or are you not really that so, far along yet? We are a little bit that far along. Um, as I mentioned before, we got friends with um, Geek Bazaar. Um, hi, James. I'm going to message you about this soon. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Geek Bazaar is absolutely fantastic. Um, so we're going to, you know, they've been helping support us through the whole thing and in the inception to getting everything together. We've also got Halocon, which is on the 29th of October in the, uh, I think it's the castle I'm Celebrity was filmed in. Okay. So that's run by cool. LJ, who's a favorite mate of mine. Um, we're actually in there doing uh, the competition. We're not sure if we'll have a table yet, but if not, I'll just put a big massive phone box around me, <laughs> cosplay repair station, put your prop inside, and I'll repair it in the back. <laughs> But no, um, we're also looking at different events as well, like uh, Run Call Comic Con, and you know, just starting off around Merseyside first, somewhere close until I've got my van sorted, and then I can start going off to different places and expanding a little bit more. I think that's something as well that the number of of Comic Cons now, there are, and in a good way. There are a lot now, and there's a lot of smaller, more independent ones. And you've got the you got the big companies, you got your MCMs, you got Unleashed, you got all that kind of stuff, and they put on great events. But then you've got those smaller ones where they're a bit more local, a bit more. Um, I don't know. I think you mentioned Chester Comic Con. I think that mm-hmm. one was one. It felt very kind of family focused, like a family event yeah. where you'd bring people. Whereas I've been to other ones where it's very much like if you're not into the fandom, if you're not into the cosplay, if you're not into this kind of thing, it's probably not for you. Whereas mm. there's a lot more events now where it's, it really is open for everyone. And that's really exciting to see. I think that growing something like this at those events is, is absolutely the right place to be. It's really cool. Well, no, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, Chester Comic Con, um, it's a fantastic event. They're unfortunately not going along with it now because I believe one of the organisers got really sick and they mm. can't really do it. So I don't oh, know. I think no. there was another company looking into it. But Chester Comic Con used to be like the place for me to go for costuming and it still is. So hopefully it gets you know revived if they decide to put it on again. Yeah. But uh, that last Comic Con, we were dressed up as uh, Predator um as the marines so i think okay. i was playing on that day i had like the yeah. full mustache and everything and it was um it's fun events but these smaller ones as well there's tons listed around the country i mean like in liverpool alone you got at least 10 i think maybe wow. more yeah and like 
up and down the country. I'm doing a, an event called Doki Doki, I think, next weekend. Might is it like, weekend a Jap- it's like a Japanese literature one? That yeah, I'm not, I'm not really uh, into me anime or anything like that. But yeah. me, my mate Finn, Scouse, who's um, also in the Nerdhead, is like, oh, well, I'm thinking about going. Do you want to come with? And then oh, all my other friends, like Tara, Coffee Bar, all sorts of they're going as well. So it's like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. What can I dress yeah. up as? I've got a really bad mask. <laughs> it, it, it's the Nemesis mask off Facebook Marketplace or eBay. I'm not sure what it's from. But I'm going to do my Stilton Nemesis uh, because that's the only thing I can think that's Japan yeah. release because that's Capcom. But apparently there's a Mortal Kombat group going. And oh, I'm sure cool. there'll be tons of others as well. So it's not specifically anime, which I'm, I'm excited to see because it's a little bit of a... I like stepping out my comfort zone with different Comic-Cons and yeah. different events and seeing... Well, how's this run? How's this done? I mean, it's exactly why I went down to Falmouth the other weekends because it's a whole different community down there compared mm. to what we got up north. Um, it's very close knit, and like a lot of the organisers work together quite closely. So mm-hmm. it's the community's one. Meeting new cosplayers everywhere I go, but down oh, yeah. there, I I was so surprised. Like, there's tons of people that I'd never met who'd never seen me. You know what I do. It was yeah. incredible getting to see the like faces drop for the first time, like I did Kunshu back on a first warrior. Because I feel like you do get to a point, and it's, I mean, the cosplay community is huge, but you do start. I mean, obviously, randomly, we've met before, so I'm yeah. like, it, it. Sometimes it can feel kind of s- small world, and you do see the same faces a lot, and which is great in some ways. But yeah, I bet it. You know, getting in a new area and seeing some new faces, it's it can be a nice change. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I see tons of people that I've met in the past, and there's only a select few that I remember their names of. I can remember the costumes, but when they're not in costume, I'm like, oh, and then I get that. I'm like, oh, that's you! Yeah. <laughs> I always feel terrible like, with that. I'll recognize you, yeah, and then you're like, that. oh, I was so and so. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I know who you yeah. are. But well, yeah. I, I, I go to conventions, and generally I'm wearing a Nerd OD branded t shirt that's and people go oh you're nerdy and i'm like yeah cool and like oh i met you at this event and i'm like I- I- i'm sorry you're wearing a full costume <laughs> i can't expect you to remember that well, I-, I don't think anyone's ever like really meant it but people are kind of like oh we met before we did this thing and i'm like but yeah but then you were groot and today you are you know captain america like yeah how am i meant to i have no i can't see through the costume i don't know who you are like and that's a testament i think sometimes to how good some of the costumes are that you genuinely yeah don't know who that person is because their costume was so all-encompassing and successful you know i was just gonna say with the costumes and masks a lot of people do wear them just to you know they might be a bit self-conscious about the face or they might have other things or they might just like wearing a character of a mask but that's what i was like for a very long time and until i did gears one i was like yeah i'll just i i respect the way i look now <laughs> i've grown this out even though you can't see it on camera. <laughs> i can see it it's there it's there don't worry about it it's there Faintly. i think that it's it's the thing with events like i think you mentioned that this is a you know it's a whether it's a japanese culture or a specific like hyper japan hyper japan is one where dan from nerd OD and studio 30,000, he's a big fan of that convention and i didn't i was going to go this year i didn't go i'm very upset with myself for not going um but it's that one where i've never once seen someone I've never encountered this where someone has gone to a convention and their particular cosplay doesn't necessarily fit the theme of the event. It's never been a negative thing. Like I've never once seen someone like, Oh, why is that person dressed Mm. like that? This is an event for this. Like it's always been 
And again, this is this is my limited experience, but it's always appeared very just accepting and just you're in a costume, cool. Like that's that's great. If, is it something that is that is related to this thing? No. Okay, but you, you want to dress that way? Cool. It's all it, it feels very open in that way. And I think that where some of the most interesting cosplays I've ever seen are the ones that perhaps don't necessarily fit a theme. And they're ones where, I mean, Sassy, you and I have spoken about this at length before, you know, ones where you've, you're, you're Evie Carnahan, like, it's my, it's my favorite. And it's one where there aren't, and there should be, but there aren't any, the mummy conventions anywhere, right? That are focused on that. There should be. Very Someone least. do that. Someone sort that out. Mm. Um, but like, you, you wore that, that costume and it's like, that's a recognizable thing. That's fantastic. But it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like part of the theme of the convention because, of course, it's the mummy and <laughs> and as much as i think it's one of the best films of all time it doesn't have its own convention um but yeah it's very much the accepting community and i think that's the thing where going to a different convention with a costume and and just seeing what works i think is such a really cool kind of i don't know quite freeing thing i'd imagine yeah so yeah i can see that um, the only times i've seen something similar i've never seen Specifically, what you what you said then, because it is all inclusive. But I've seen, I I felt, and me and Finn were talking about this the other day. Is sometimes when you're at a convention, there's nobody doing your genre, or nobody knows what you dressed as, and that can be a bit of a downer sometimes. Mm. But um, I think feeling a little bit out of place at conventions, I've combated it with making friends with people. I don't, I, and I don't really care about my outlook the way, you know, if my costume's hanging off, I'll, I get a bit self-conscious, like, but, um, I, I, even with people with social anxiety, I'll go up and say hi and all that, and, you know, try and, you know, if somebody's on their own, I'll go say hi to them, you know, coming them in, <laughs> come join us and have a laugh, but, um, yeah, that, there is certain parts of the community where people are just starting out and they're a bit timid, they're a bit shy, or you don't know anybody there. If they've got friends, they're off doing some other thing. But at the end of the day, the more you start going to these events, the more people you meet, you don't feel a little bit off. And if you do feel a little bit off, you, you know, you'll see somebody, hopefully that'll be there and be like, Oh, that's awesome. They may not know where it's from, but they really respect the art in it or the efforts to get that costume. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was an experience I had. This is at, I forget which con. I want to say it was Wales Comic Con, but it may have been another one, where I encountered, and this was right after Encanto had come out. And I I have a I have a four-year-old daughter. Uh, so Encanto hit hard in my house, right? It landed hard. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, it was me too. I loved it. I watched it all the time. It made but me there cry. was, oh, every time <laughs> I watch film. it, every time I watch it, I cry. And I, <laughs> I'm a full grown man. I shouldn't be admitting that on camera, but I am. Um, and the soundtrack. Never mind. So where was my point? And I went to this convention and I had there were two um there were two women there who were dressed as um uh Mirabelle and Isabella. And their costumes were great. And I I don't know whether they were bought, whether they were made, I don't uh, any of it. They just were in those characters and the interactions of of the young kids that were there in seeing those characters. It was it it was like Disney World. It was like seeing people seeing these princesses for the first time, being like, "Oh my, this is amazing!" And I confess, I was a little bit like, "Oh wow, that's so cool!" And I've started to get more photos with cosplayers and stuff because I I never I never used to do that. I'd go to a convention, and go, "Oh, I saw these amazing costumes today." I'd be like, "You get any photos?" And I'm like, "No, I just forgot." So now I've started doing more selfies with people, and I did with them because I was like. I love this thing and you're embodying this thing and you're really nice about it. And the, the woman doing Isabella had a um, little bag full of little flower petals 
and she would give you a few when you uh when you went and yeah. said hi to them and got a photo with them. And it was just stuff like that where it was just like they were just there, just having their own time. But they were really positively affecting the day for a lot of other people. And that was really lovely to see. And for myself too. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just that, that impact is, is huge. And like I said, if you have somebody who's perhaps not as comfortable, you know, the idea of someone putting on a mask, you know, putting on a costume that covers their face, if that allows somebody the, the freedom and the security to enjoy themselves. And that's, that's an amazing place to start. That's exactly it. Um, good. With what you just said, then with the people like highlighting the day, I used to do Star Wars costumes primarily and branch out a little bit. And I, I thought, well, you go to these events and you you always see like twenty different Mandalorians, or you see like thirty Stormtroopers, four Darth Vaders. Um, I won't I won't slag off the Wookies because I am a Wookie, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I'm not I'm not like messing with them at all. No, it's. You see a lot of the same things every event. So when I finally bought my Iron Man costume off Hawkeye Cosplay, um, first event I went to, it was weird. It was, a for one side, a character that was easily recognisable by everybody. Everybody knew, oh, that's Iron Man or not, just some weird ghost or Chewbacca. <laughs> and it was a different feeling for me and... It, it was a hectic day. Like, the armor's not easy to wear. It's full five class. No, I but bet. It was just a whole different feeling that I've been chasing a little bit with my costumes that it was recognisable. Yeah. And I think that helped out quite a bit that I was like, oh, I grew up watching Iron Man. Now I am Iron Man. <laughs> so, seven-year-old Ben, which is, by the way, it was 18 years ago, I believe, until uh, 18 years past the first Iron Man movie. And that is the anniversary this year. Um, but seven-year-old Ben watching Iron Man, and it was just incredible, like, being able to... It, that inner kid in me is now, once was a really kiddie Iron Man, is now, like, a big full grown in yeah. an Iron Man suit. It was <laughs> full circle with that. But I really enjoyed the interactions with people, especially the families and, you know, everybody that came over to say, I mean, Hacker T-Dog, who also did Sooty and Sweep, he, want, he saw my TikTok and was waiting for me to come over to see him. Oh my so God. I was really happy with that. I, I was speaking to him yesterday when I was at this event and it was just, it was boss seeing like with the celebrities, like they really enjoy the costumes. I mean, this is an, another point with the costumes. Celebrities are found a lot of the time, really appreciate the costumes that people wear. I, uh, me and my friends were, I was dressed up as Pimp the Pumpkin. I had this conchu jacket on, I had the whole conchu stuff. Only thing I didn't have was the uh, the country head. I was just at the pumpkin and a bit of staff. We went over to Chris Evans, who I gassed on, and we um, we basically got to skip the queue and get to the front. And my mate was dressed up as Gaston. So Luke Evans was like, wow, let me record this. And I've had tons <laughs> of interactions with celebrities in the past over a shared lover costume because they've, you know, they've seen it, they've worn it, or they're a really massive fan of, um, like, like different costumes. I mean, details, good mate. Um, he was the mocap actor in Destiny, but I'd met him at Star Wars Fan Fun Day for him being in the Pike, Pike Syndicate. Okay. I it blew my mind the fact that Cade Six is in front of me, and I didn't even know. But yeah. uh, the, when you walk past the celebs, sometimes turn up on an eye and go, "Come here, 
Um, a mate of mine, he was dressed up as Arnie, which he does a really good impression, by the way. This is for 66. And um, his manager came over and um, he said, come here a minute. And he, I, I, I want you to speak to somebody. There's Arnie on the phone, having a word <laughs> of him, just having a proper chat. And it's it's incredible, some of these stories and some of these situations that we can get over, you know, just a shared love, a passion of, you know, costume and craft and making or... Yeah. Just wearing an outfit—it's—it's it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, recently, Sasa, you—you had the uh, an experience that I am deeply envious of, of of meeting Nathan Fillion and Jewel State, and you were wearing Whoa. your Firefly costumes for for both meetings, weren't you? And I just thought yes. that, first of all, the, the effort that you've put in to create those costumes, then to meet the people who made those characters famous, and then the it was f- peak. Yeah, yeah, and then the flip side of them encountering someone who cares enough about their character that they were part of, that they would have gone through that effort to create that character for themselves. And what that, what that means to people, like this is the thing that always gets me with cosplay is people choose characters. And a lot of the time they choose the character because that character means something to them. And I always think that is, that's huge. You know, to see, I was at a, a convention probably a couple of years ago now, and there was a, there were a number of cast members from overwatch. Now, Say we will about Blizzard and Activision, and that's a different story entirely. But the act, the voice actors behind the characters, they were there, and they were, you know, there was person after person going up there wearing a tracer costume, Mercy costume, uh, Brigitte was a big one at the time as well, and those are the three voice actors were there, and they were interacting with people who were wearing their characters, wearing the ones that they had brought to life, and I thought, what a surreal and quite moving experience that could be, um, and I'm sure that there are some celebrities who are who are very cynical about things and I hope to never meet them, but the ones who actually the, the, where the emotions must be, um, must be such a, yeah, an incredible experience on both sides. I am. So. One, what I have, I've actually met echo from overwatch. Um, oh. as I think it's, I don't know if it's Jasmine Belletti or Jenny Belletti, but it turns out she's actually from Liverpool. She got into really? voice acting and she, now she lives in Hollywood, but wow. she signed <laughs> the hammer and, she, I, I read the show because I looked on her and see what because I knew she worked for Blizzard and all that. And she is um, actually in Shadowlands, which my character was from. And she saw me and instantly clocked on to what it was. And like we had a proper in depth conversation. She was saying about how she, you know, where she grew up and all that. And basically how she got into the industry and got really lucky. And like she was really happy to be back in Liverpool because she'd never, you know, she hadn't been back in a load of like, like a lot of years. And the whole interactions with them were incredible. Um, and as you said, there are a lot of cynical celebrities out there. Um, costume or not, they are probably not going to treat you the nicest, but there's the ones that do treat you the nicest. That's, you know, that's worth your energy and worth, you know, being happy about. Uh, yeah. that, I think that's the most important for me with that, yeah. is um, just being happy of meeting people. And if it's a bad experience, screw it. It's, it's in the past. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gone. I'm having new fun. <laughs> Yeah, but I definitely agree. Like as you were saying, it's it is a great way to connect with other other cosplayers and other like normies. But I, it is a really cool way to also, as you say, connect with with some of the the famous people. And you know, similar to you, like at cons, I've I've had like some like really nice guest interactions, which has been great. But even not at cons, like on social media and things myself and like other friends have had it where they might have posted their cosplay and then either like 
the whoever they're cosplaying might have like commented or like re retweeted or reposted or whatever and like they clearly do really appreciate the mm. or, or most of them appreciate the effort that goes into it and i think it's really cool that that's also a way that you can connect with them um and because i do think they appreciate the effort that goes into it so um, that's exactly it it's always um, a cool interaction I've found a lot of game companies now are really jumping on the bandwagon to, you know, support cosplayers because they really do care about the community. Yeah. Um, a big, massive company, which um, I personally was featured by, was Bethesda. Um, oh, God! They are so fantastic. It's still my heart, Bethesda. They, really they own do. me. They own me. They they own me. Like I I I'm currently playing. Amazing. I have got I've got Doom on my phone. I've got Skyrim on my Switch, and I'm awaiting Starfield with a desperation I've never experienced before. So they own me, bought and paid for. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, Starfield's actually on my pre preload right now. <laughs> I can't wait for it. But yeah. yeah. Doom Slayer is on the cards for next year, by the way. Nice. <laughs> so that's going to be a good one. But yeah, no, Bethesda is really amazing at featuring the cosplays because they care quite a lot. And Apex Legends, I was literally scrolling, it came up today, they're using cosplay pictures for tournaments and all that. Wow. And I think the way I predict now is I've been seeing a bit of a pattern moving companies where they'll you know, they're really starting to appreciate people's crafts and the costumes and inviting people down to events. There's uh, cosplayers that get to go to uh, movie reveals, which I'm hoping and praying one day. Um, Moon Knight Season 2, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, I find a lot of the companies are saying now that, well, these people are bringing what we haven't brought to life and to in person and all in all, by cosplaying, we are advertising them for free. Yeah. And I think they're really giving back on, you know, the community. I'm certain in the new Borderlands movie, I believe there was a quote from the guy who runs uh, Gearbox software and actually made Borderlands, but they've got, there's rumours that there's cosplayers in the movie okay. getting slaughtered because he wanted to kill the cosplayers. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. By the way, not. Okay. He thought it'd be funny to be like. He'd like to, you know, give a bit of, you know, back to the community. But yeah, um, it's. I feel like within the next couple of years, maybe the next ten years, that cosplay is going to become more of a necessity to events organizers. To you know, it's already a necessity, but to these companies and these corporations, these um, to have these guys at events and having a you know showcase of what's actually you know available like oh this is our character from our game they're actually here in the flesh yeah. come get a photo yeah and they've not had to pay for the costume so yeah. you know exactly well, we get it. a bit of clout they the, get a bit of clout yeah. <laughs> the, the community i think companies realizing that the community is a key part you know bethesda is a great example of it right people joke about bethesda games coming out and being buggy and having errors at launch but people still <laughs> love them and they will give their time and they will play through that and if you support that community then they will give back so i think they and i saw i saw a, a video shared by someone recently and i didn't get their name sadly uh, but they were a cosplayer cosplaying ezra bridger and they were invited to the ahsoka premiere oh wow jealous um yeah, i'll get over time. it 
but he was saying about how the, the video was was uh, lamenting comments, people saying, why did you get to go? How? Why do you deserve it? Why is it fair? Um, you've done nothing to earn it effectively. And it, what right. he had done was he had edited a, a cosplay, um, sorry, a um, time-lapse video of him assembling the cosplay and the amount of effort and the amount of iterations and the work it had taken to get from his first version to his kind yeah. of final version that got the notice from from Lucasfilm and from Disney to say, yeah, you should come to the premiere because your Ezra costume is like it, it's screen quality. Like, you know, we could wear this in the show. It's that good. So he was saying, I've put all this effort in. That's why they noticed me. And that's why I got to go to this I actually thing. know who you're talking about. Oh, I've great. seen this. Um, Chapters of Chester, I think right. okay. it is. <laughs> I've just then thought, I've seen this video. Great. I, <laughs> I missed their name. And I felt bad about it. Thank you for picking that up for me. Uh, but like, <laughs> the costume was great. And like, I can see it like from, from the way that, that, that people are interacting and the idea that if someone has gone to that kind of effort of their own free will to, to make a costume that is to that kind of standard because they love that character, because they love that property so much, like, yeah, get them involved, get them to be part of this thing, get them to a premiere. That's such a cool way of giving back to that community. And it comes back to the whole full circle of how does the community kind of uh, embrace it all and support itself and support each other and stuff. So yeah, huge. So I, Jealous that they got to go, but yeah, I'm not going to compete with that. <laughs> I've been there plenty of times now. I'm just waiting for the email of the call one day. Say, look, you bring Konshuki, bring Iron Man. Yep. You come do bad more for the Borderlands, and you know, I, I don't know how people. I think it's mainly the seeing the TikToks if they blow up or something like that, like getting in the algorithm yeah. that helps. But um, I'm always rubbing shoulders to one day hopefully get in there because it is. It would be a massive dream of mine to just get to premieres. Yeah. I've just yeah. come out of media production course. My whole idea right now is to actually get into the film industry with making props and costumes and or doing films. I, Cause I am a massive movie not, and I do love, you know, making stuff and especially making films and little short films and yeah. to actually be able to work on these things where they've inspired me as a kid to inspire others and just be there in the moment would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, but um, one day, one day, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Kevin Feige, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, it's uh, Scandalorian on Instagram. Find him. His content is great. <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight season two. Bring him up. video twice. <laughs> yeah, I've got Star Wars Celebration three times. That's Woo-hoo! it. That's it. <laughs> no, I think that is that's a wonderful point to wrap up this conversation because I think that, that it brings us back to the idea that this is about this is about the people who do it. This is about the community around it. Um, and it's a great example of that. So... I want to say a huge, huge thank you to the Scandalorian. Um, costumes are fantastic. Big love to all of them, uh, especially your Fallout armor. Once you get it back from your ground, um, and and I was just going to say thank go. Nope, I was just going to say thank you so much for having me on board, like uh, for bringing me in. You know, inviting me to come have a talk. I've really enjoyed this. It's good to actually you know, speak about this stuff in length with other people and yeah. especially, you know, I've, I've met you, well, I've, I've, Technically <laughs> I've, met you once. <laughs> I've met you a few times now, but it's good to actually, you know, proper talk, we'll have to have a proper catch up in person sometime. 
That'll yeah, happen. absolutely. But it's been great. You've been a great guest. I've really enjoyed my first interview. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, you've been amazing. And follow this guy. Get on yeah. Scandalor- yeah. at Scandalorian. Get on Scandalorian. Um, follow you too. <laughs> and thank you all. If anyone out there wants to get involved, uh, if anyone wants to be a part of the show or ask any questions or uh, you've got a, a burning topic about cosplay that you want to put to other cosplayers, then you can drop us an email at cosplayconfessional at nerdod.com or you can get to us on Instagram. I'm Olsen Prime. Got Kisasa Cosplay right here. Uh, but thanks so much for watching slash listening, and we will see you all again soon. Thank you. See you next time. See you guys. Have fun. See you in events. Big waves. <laughs> Cosplay Confessional is part of the Nod Network and produced by Studio 30,000.